Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Matt Page with Hatchworks. Welcome, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me today. It's going great. I'm excited to learn about Hatchworks. Tell us what you're up to. Yeah, so uh, Hatchworks is uh, a software development company locally here in Atlanta. Uh, we've been around since 20, 2016, and uh, we really believe intelligently built solutions improve the way that people uh, work and live. So really focused on building full lifecycle uh, web applications that are native to the cloud and uh, data intelligence solutions. So doing from full software development, uh, defining it, building it, running it. Uh, but yeah, with uh, everything going on today, the you know uh, push to digital, the customer experience and customer demands is just evolving with everything from COVID to all the other great technology products out there. I'm really looking to help our you know customers evolve in in that way and making that that push to uh, move to digital. Now, is Hatchworks did it start as uh, Hatchworks developing their own software and applications for themselves, or was it always built to help other people uh, create what their their company needs? Yeah, it's always uh, started helping our our customers, and that's that's the the biggest piece. It's interesting. Our our founder. Um, Brandon Powell knew he wanted to start a company, didn't quite know what product to build. So decided to uh, go serve other other customers and clients in their industries. Uh, another area we want to get into down the road is developing some of our own products from all of the, the great stuff we're learning, but wholly focused right now on just serving our customers and giving them and building them the best uh, the best products we can. Now, can you talk about that kind of the early days? Was it always geared towards enterprise level or was that something that just grew over time? No, not uh, not initially. Uh, and truthfully, in the beginning days, it's uh, almost more of a friends and family and um, connections to give you your, your first bit of business. But we've really grown a lot in the healthcare space, the financial services space, uh, communications just with past experience there. Uh, so those are kind of the main uh, verticals we played in. And then as we've evolved, started to work with a lot of bigger clients. So your AT&Ts, your Coxes, uh, you know, Fleet Corps locally here in Atlanta, and some big healthcare players like Anthem and others. Now, how did that uh, come about? Because dealing with companies of that size, there's a lot of complexity in a sale like that. Was that, again, friends and family type thing? Or, or, or you kind of earned your way up the ladder based on your previous work? Yeah, starting to earn our way up. So building some really great case studies in the place uh, it, that we can, you know, show off and represent uh, with our customers. And it's definitely a different different animal, right? There's uh, more decision makers uh, in the process. The sales cycle's a bit longer and different. And, uh, you know, sometimes you don't have the full autonomy to build uh, the full end-to-end solution. A lot of the times you're, you're working very, very tightly with uh, the organization that we may be working with, whether it's on the product side or the, the technology side, which is really neat helping our, you know, our clients evolve and how they think about 
uh, software development, how they think about product development. And a big piece is that that discovery and design element, right? Uh, you don't want to just be, uh, you know, a hammer trying to uh, hammer a nail all the time. You got to make sure you have the right solution uh, for the problem at hand. Now, do you sometimes go into an opportunity fixing something and then it evolves into kind of a wholesale rebuild? Or are you always going in there to start like from uh, a clean slate? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, and it's it's interesting. We, we do both, right? So we'll do brand new product development. The customer just has an idea or a problem they have. And we also do complete modernization projects or, or redesign projects as well. Uh, I'd say a lot of a, a shift towards more of the modernization and redesigns as of late, because we have so many customers, especially as you move up in the enterprise space, uh, they have a lot of existing legacy products, a lot of integrations and the customer experience isn't great. So they want to you know, uh, bring it up to snuff in a lot of ways. So we've seen a big shift in that way uh, with doing a lot of redesigns, uh, a lot of modernization projects. Now, in your work in strategy and business development, can you share some advice for folks that are um, transitioning into maybe targeting enterprise level customers? How do you kind of go about uh, opening the door to building the relationship and then taking the project to the finish line and getting all that buy-in from all the, you know, the bureaucracy that usually comes with an enterprise sale to you move from the champion to the, all the people that have to sign off on a decision of this magnitude? Yeah, you hit on it. Once you, you're moving to that enterprise level, especially in, in bigger deal sizes as well, uh, it's really about that relationship, right? You, you're not going to win them over with just some marketing. It's uh, it's showing thought leadership, right? That you uniquely understand their industry, their pain points, their problems uh, is, is really a better entry point, um, but really building that relationship and building that trust as well. And a lot of times uh, we, we look to build that in the sales cycle, sometimes some initial smaller engagements um, just to help in terms of discovery or some design. And really it's about building that trust, right? Building the trust within your main stakeholders as well as the the broader organization. So it's a, it's a definite uh, shift when you start to move up into more of an enterprise type uh, type sale there. Now, how do you manage the um, kind of sometimes the inertia to make a decision or a change uh, when you're working with someone and you think you've answered all their questions and then someone is, I don't want to say sabotaging it, but maybe just kind of putting it on the back burner. How do you kind of keep it going even though it might seem like there's no interest, but you're like, you know, one person or two people away from making the deal happen. Yeah, I think the key thing is, A, knowing up front who are the key uh, decision makers and really having that tight relationship with them who, who actually uh, owns the budget. And it's also, you know, that person that may be bringing up this point or seeming like they're undermining it, they, they probably have a valid reason they're bringing it up, right? So taking it into consideration, making sure that they're also heard and uh, understood as a, a big part of it, all right? Because there, there probably is a, a valuable reason they're bringing it up. So really bringing them almost into the conversation sometimes can can help uh, with that decision-making process. Now, how are you um, finding the Atlanta kind of software ecosystem? It seems like we've had some big wins lately. Uh, can you talk about how that is as a collaborative community? Yeah, Atlanta has just been great. Um, you look at Mailchimp recently, the, the acquisition they were into it, and there's just uh, a lot of great instances, especially when you look at fintech and the financial services space um, in Atlanta. So it's been 
a great place for us to grow up and evolve. And it's just, uh, I think the sky's the limit for, um, uh, for Atlanta. And, you know, it's, what else is unique is, uh, uh, with our move to remote in COVID, we also have a, a nearshore offering we call us. We have an office in Costa Rica, um, but it's completely transformed in a lot of ways how we we do things. We do it in an integrated model. So we'll have folks, developers here in Atlanta, as well as in uh, Latin America. Uh, and it just uh, provides a more cost-effective um, option for a lot of our customers without sacrificing the quality. But uh, Atlanta's just been great for us. Uh, we're a lot of us are, are born and raised in Atlanta here as well, and uh, just a great community to be a part of. Now, how are you finding Atlanta's reputation nationwide when it comes to software? Yeah, it's interesting. Even from like 2016 when we started, it's just it's completely evolving, right? It's being known as more of a uh, technology hotbed, uh, especially with, you know, you think of newer uh, startups and kind of venture-backed. Uh, endeavors. Uh, a lot of that has just increased in, in big ways. And there's a lot of huge staple companies here uh, as well. Like I mentioned Cox earlier, a lot of big enterprises in the technology space uh, that we work with as well. Now, are definitely you, continue to evolve. Now, from a talent standpoint, now, as we go remote, you know, mm-hmm. the some of the trade-offs are now the world is your oyster when it comes to talent. Um, is Are you finding that other cities in the Southeast are kind of following the lead of Atlanta and maybe, uh, you know, the Carolinas in terms of uh, becoming this kind of tech hotbed in terms of finding talent that are kind of okay with moving down here and living here where the cost of living is maybe better than it would be in, you know, obviously San Francisco or uh, Boston or somewhere like that. Are you, But now you have the world. So then, you know, you can live in Wichita and work here in Atlanta now. So how do you kind of uh, see the Southeast as a, as a whole? Well, I think the Southeast is a, a great spot to be. You mentioned cost of living and all of that, but yeah, it's just uh, this remote environment that we're in has completely changed everything. And I think we've proven that we can do it. You know, I, we almost needed the push to get us there, but uh, leveraging all kinds of tools like uh, Miro and other collaboration tools that we leverage, just making it easy to collaborate with our customers. Uh, but it's it's definitely changed the game, and the talent market is it's hot right now, right? There's uh, a huge, it's almost like an arms race for talent. And the key thing is making sure that you're you're retaining your your core people, right? That you're providing a great experience for your employees, and we do that through our, our culture. Um, that we really promote and uh, really try to live by, um, by by sharing stories about how we promote it, about, uh, uh, you know, living by it every day. Uh, but that's a big piece. You know, the, the talent market is very hot right now, uh, especially Atlanta. And uh, I, I think it's only going to continue to grow in that way. And that's why it's so important to have kind of the ecosystem we have that takes a person from, the university into these um, growing businesses and there's a lot of density. So if something, if they move to a startup that doesn't work, there's a place for them to land. They don't have to move. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, we've uh, the university system here is just great. Uh, uh, go dogs, by the way. And our founder is actually a university of Georgia grad and our CTO is a Georgia tech grad. So it's kind of the, the battle there, but we've also started um, some internship programs just with local uh, universities here, but there's just such a hotbed of talent uh, and so much opportunity here in the Southeast and especially in Atlanta. 
So what do you need more of? How can we help you? Uh, yeah, so just uh, really excited to get to talk to you today. I'm uh, just helping, you know, talk about how we, uh, uh, how we solve problems for our customers, the type of things we do, uh, and just really excited about serving our customers and our clients. Uh, really kind of an outcomes focused uh, company. That's where we like to start with uh, our, our customers is what outcomes do they want to achieve? It's not just about, you know, how much velocity you have in a, a sprint. It's, you know, what business goals are we driving? We want to make sure we're building solutions that are, uh, you know, usable, feasible, and uh, viable for our, our customers and their business. And that'll help them get, um, like you said, the outcome they desire, not something that they thought they wanted that the that it may not achieve that. <laughs> you know, a lot of the times people have ideas, but, it, you know, when you start vetting them, it may not be the right thing that they should be working on. And, and to have a trusted partner like Hatchworks kind of help them through that to get that outcome that they really, really want, not the one they think they want. That's that's huge. And that's the biggest thing. We, we, we start with the problem in mind, not necessarily the solution. We put a lot of focus in uh, the, the discovery and strategic side of it and the design for that very reason, right? We don't want to build a solution and the customer come back and say, well, that's that's not solving my problem or there's another problem I didn't even know I had, right? We want to get in front of that up front before you're actually uh, developing any form of software. So doing that through uh, uh, prototypes, uh, you know, uh, clickable prototypes, design, uh, discovery workshops and sessions. So that, that's a huge part of it. Yeah, that old saying, measure twice, cut once, it, it, it applies to software as well. Oh, yeah, M most definitely. Yep, that's right. Now, um, if somebody wants to learn more about uh, your offerings, what you can do for them, and or if they're talent and looking for a place to land, what is the website? Yeah, hatchworks.com is the uh, website. And yeah, from both sides, whether you uh, have a need and you're a customer or you're a great engineer, we're always looking to expand our team. We actually have uh, several open roles on the uh, the engineering side, the product side of things. So definitely check that out as well. Uh, so yeah, that's where you can find us. Good stuff, Matt. Thank you so much for sharing your story today, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio.